That is Galatians chapter 4, starting with verse 4. If you don't mind standing for the reading of God's word. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I listen to a lot of music. A whole lot. And all kinds. I listen to uh, jazz. I have some uh, John Coltrane and some Jimmy Smith. I uh, listen to classical music. Growing up, I, um, my paternal grandmother was teaching my youngest aunt how to play classical piano. And so I got an opportunity from a very young age to hear a lot of Bach and Mozart and Chopin. So I Developed a taste for classical music. I also listened to a little bit of hip-hop and R&B. A little bit of rap. Some Jay-Z, some Nas. A couple of the new people. uh, B.O.B. Not really down with a lot of the new ones, though, but... um, I guess that's just where I'm at right now. But I'm able to listen to it because I feel like in order to relate to those people, sometimes the first thing they ask is, have you heard the song? And if you're talking to them about it and if you've not heard the song, you can't really have a conversation with them about it. I so I've uh, had an opportunity. Also, my background is in sound engineering. So I've had an opportunity to work as a sound engineer at a lot of different types of concerts and events. So I got to hear big band and swing and uh, some orchestra music. I, I, I like music. I feel like music is, is very important. But as I've been walking along this road, my, uh, my taste for music has changed. And my preference is leaning more towards gospel uh, and not just all gospel, but certain kinds of gospel, certain kinds of gospel where the lyrics have a, a lot of meaning. Uh, in the secular world, you know, they kind of insult certain music by saying it's basically nursery rhymes over a catchy beat. But there are... Um, I like that in the gospel world, I like that to lean towards uh, 
music that has a lot of substance. Uh, some persons that I like to listen to, uh, Andre Crouch. Certain songs have uh, started to speak to me. You know, he has a song that says, I've had many tears and sorrows. I've had questions for tomorrow. There's been times I didn't know right from wrong. But in every situation, God gave me blessed consultation that my trials come only to make me strong. Goes on further down to say that he thanks God for the mountains and thanks him for the valleys and thanks him for the storms he brought me through. For if I never had a problem, I wouldn't know God can solve. I never knew what faith in God could do. And through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend on his word. Um, another gospel artist I've learned to appreciate is a brother by the name of Donald Lawrence. He has a song out called The Law of Confession. And it says, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word out of the mouth of God. There's a formula for confession that can help you live your best life. Goes on to say that a law is simply a principle with a predictable consequence of an action. Confession in Greek means homologio which means to say what has been said. And we know that God's word tells us that his word shall never return to him void. God is not a man. He should lie. So when you speak what God says, you get God's results. Another song I like from Brother Lawrence is encouraging yourself says sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Sometimes you have to speak victory during the test. And no matter how you feel, speak the word and you will be healed. Speak over yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord. That one, for me, has been on repeat for like the last week. I got a real short attention span a lot of times, especially with music. I can only I can tell like in the first 15 seconds whether or not I like the song or not. But that one, I play over and over and over and over and over again. Because sometimes you have to encourage yourself. And the one that tied in to the message the blessings of Abraham I am the God who healeth thee only that you trust in me you are the seed have faith receive the blessings of Abraham the blessings of Abraham it's talking about the blessings of Abraham the 
father of our faith, uh, the father of many faiths. Actually, there are multiple large religions that claim lineage to Abraham. Uh, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam all claim that they are the seed of Abraham. That important of a person. And that is what the Apostle Paul is talking about when he's referring to us being an heir. He's referring to Abraham, who in Genesis 12, 1 through 3, God told him, I would bless you and make your name great and you would be a blessing. That is why we are often blessed is so that we can bless others. We don't get the things we get in life just so that we can keep it and hold it to ourselves. We got to share it. And that is what he is talking about is he writes to the churches in Galatia that they should receive the blessings of Abraham. Galatians is full of a lot of powerful, powerful scriptures. I uh, learned from Galatians that there is uh, neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free, neither male nor female. We are all one in Christ Jesus. That is what's great about our religion. There are not supposed, I say supposed, to be big eyes and little U's. We all supposed to be brothers and sisters in Christ. Galatians is uh, the core almost of my scriptural foundation. I recall when I first wanted to give my life to Christ in March of 1989 in Indianapolis, Indiana. I recall being at a kitchen table in Northampton Village Apartments, Indianapolis, Indiana, 462 that my mother set me down and read to me Galatians 2.20 and 21. For I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but the Christ who lives in me. And the life which I live now in the flesh, I live by the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. For I do not set aside the grace of God. For if his righteousness comes through the law, Christ died in vain. That was what first introduced me to Christ, that we are no longer living our lives. And ironically enough, yesterday, as I was uh, cleaning up, I found an old sermon I wrote about five years ago preaching that exact same scripture called It's Not My Life. I preached it to the youth and uh, used a movie clip from the Chronicles of Narnia, particularly when the lion, the lion had been slain and rose again. Think about that on the way back to the house, but use that piece to teach that Jesus had died. I learned also from Galatians, 
that God is not mocked. For whatever somebody sows, they're going to reap. I also learned from Galatians about the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against which there is no law. Galatians is packed with a lot of things. For here we talk about the blessings of Abraham, the one who seed was to be multiplied. The one who would be the father of Isaac and the grandfather of Jacob and go on to help put our bloodline to our religion. And they were arguing basically about who should be entitled to receive this wonderful gift of grace, this salvation, this ticket in, if you will. Should you have to follow a bunch of rules? Should you be born into it? Should you go get a surgical procedure in order to be in? No. That is what Jesus was for. That we wouldn't have to do all that. And it says in verse four, when it says, but the fullness of time had come. God sent forth his son. Born of a woman, born under the law. I get kind of excited when I see verses like that. Uh, I grew up under a lot of uh, pastors who it didn't matter where they started. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus did not matter. I knew when it was time to go and the musician or the minister of music knew when it was time to go because they would get on the organ at the time because no matter where they started, a verse like that would take them to a Friday morning on a hill called Calvary where they took my savior and strung him up between two thieves and he died. Didn't he die? Died until the moon was dipped in blood and the earth reeled and rocked like a natural man. It it did not matter where they started from, but that was sound theology. And this was one of those verses. I get excited when I see it because it's one of those verses that is talking about Jesus and what we're here for. As S.M. Lockridge called him, the fundamental doctrine of true theology, the uh, loftiest idea. In literature, the highest personality in philosophy, the superlative of everything good, Mary's baby, Jesus. That's what we're here for. And that's what he's talking about, this born of a woman that's coming to redeem us. And because Jesus was born of a woman and came to redeem us, we don't have to worry about a lot of the rigmarole and everything. Because of Jesus, we are a child of God. And I read from the New King James Version, and it said son, but uh, I looked it up in the Greek, and uh, it is pronounced heros, H-U-E-I-O, heros, sorry. But that is not just used for son. 
It's used for child. It's used for descendant. It's used for belong. You belong. I like that word, belong. It's something that means it's supposed to be yours. It does not, does not, you don't have to work for it. I, because I am a child of Latane Bruce, there are things I get access to that everybody else does not. And I can ask for it and not have to worry about working that hard to get it. And I pass the same thing down to our son. When Johnny Simpson III comes to ask for things, I'm going to give him everything that he needs because he's my son. It's my child. It's my job to make sure he has it. And that's the same kind of relationship we need to have with God. We need to be able to get what we want from God and not just part of it. And it's sometimes amazing about how time, how we only get part of some things in any other situation. I remember someone pointing out that you would not go to an ATM machine, put in your pin code and hit to withdraw. A hundred dollars. And expect 40 to come out. You swipe that card, you say, I want $100, you want all of it. Yeah. You don't, you, and if it don't come out, you're going to break the machine to get it or call somebody. You're not just going to say, oh, well, that's all I really need. That's all I asked for was the 40. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm, I'm happy just to have an ATM card. No, no, we're going to beat on this machine. Hey, I need somebody to come over here. This ATM is broke. And it's going to be more broke if you don't come here and get the rest of my money up out of it. We want to get all of it. We want to get all of it. And, and the Bible says because of that, we, we'll be the head and not the tail. Be above and never beneath. We'll be the lender and not the borrower. It says that we'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the field and, and blessed when we come and when we go. Just a piece of the blessings. And it's not just all, you know, pie in the sky and it's all going to be happy. You know, that, that's not what I'm trying to say here when I say you want to get all of it, because the Bible does say that man born of woman today is a sh- short and full of trouble. And it does say that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but it also says the Lord will carry them from them. And it says that weeping may endure for a night. But joy will come in the morning. So what I'm saying is, is because we are a child of God, we we don't have to dwell in the bad. We don't have to dwell in the good. We we know that God's going to get it out of us because the Bible says that he who has begun a good work in you shall perform it to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. It's a child of God. And that's what we're here for, to get everything that we ask for and go back to the beginning of the sermon. If I never had a problem, I wouldn't know God would solve. But because we are a child of God, we can ask for that because we are a child of God. We can go when we sin, we'll know that if we confess our sins, 
The Lord is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We can go to Psalm 51 and say, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me because we're a child of God. That is what he's saying. We did. We're able to call out to our father. Abba, father, I need you. I want you. That is what he is saying. There is no, no rigmarole to get in. We are a child of God and we need to get our inheritance. An heir, someone who legally succeeds the place or someone who inherits or is entitled to a rank, title, position, etc. or another. We're entitled to it. We just have to walk out and get it. Whatever that be. Life, health and strength. Peace of mind, a peace that passes all understanding because we can always reach out to God and give it and get it. We need to get our inheritance. Because this is what God has called for us to have. And it's not me. I mean, that's what the words say. It's stuff we're supposed to have. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry. Everything to God in prayer. Not some things. Everything. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything, everything, everything to God in prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come.